Subscribe to NerdPod with Coach and K-Rock wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Two working stiffs that love comics, movies, games, and more bring their nerd conversation and observations to you. You're listening to Coach and K-Rock's NerdPod, where they give you their opinion on whatever they want. Hey, don't complain. You're listening to their show. Coach, K-Rock, take it away. Yo, man, what's up, Coach? It's uh, it's Sunday. It's two Sundays since we last uh, were here, so we're back. Lots of updates, man. Fourteen. First off, you you just got off a boat to to come and do uh, Nerd Pod fourteen. So thanks yeah. for me and from the fans for uh, making the boat pull over. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> throw me out. So no, it was it was a really cool trip. Um, we went down and uh, I had my sons, my friends, and it was a good time, man. I smell like fish still. I still haven't gotten in the shower. Um, so because I wanted to. <laughs> it's all right. That's why we do remote remote shows, right? right? No, don't you don't you. have to smell me. So <laughs> no, but it was good. It was good. We had a really good time. I caught like we caught the max amount that we could of black sea bass and brought it in. And yeah, it's going to cook it up today and see how it goes so it was a good trip but what's up with you how's, how's things things are, are been busy man uh, a lot of stuff going on with Podacy and I, I thought we'd take a second and catch the, the fans up but first off um, just the the overwhelming support you and I've been getting about NerdPod across the globe has been amazing um, and that's totally organic like word of mouth kind of stuff so I've been blown away I mean we've been watching the, the downloads come in and pour in it, it's been it's been incredible. So, so thanks to everyone listening. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, keep listening. We appreciate it. I Every day we sort of log into our dashboard and see, and I think we, we don't do it at the same time. So we get updates throughout the course of the day or the week. And I, you know, I'll go two days without seeing anything. And then I'll log in and go, how did that happen? Like, how, where did that come from? So, uh, yeah, with no, you know, we do no spend. So everything that has been done, uh, we're very grateful to our partners like Spotify and iTunes and, uh, all the, you know, anywhere you can listen to our podcast. We have nine total partners, but, um, yeah, it's great. I, I, it's all done through that and through word of mouth and sharing and we get feedback from live people on the show. So it's really cool. Um, but it's, it's, it's staggering numbers. And so we're very, very yeah. grateful for that. Coupled with that, um, we've been hard at work rolling out the Podacy Network, and we've gone live with the Podacy Politics arm, which is exciting with our first interview that, that hit uh, last week and with more coming. Um, but, you know, in the bigger picture, Podacy Sports is close to having their first show premiere. Uh, I know you can speak more to that. But it's exciting. For right? everyone listening, just hit head to Podacy.com, P-O-D-D-E-S-Y.com, and you're going to start to see more and more content delivered to you. But the, the sports one is a cool one. I know we talked about it uh, you know, a while ago, but as a quick, like, 15-second refresher, Coach. I'll jump in. And so we, um, long ago, and I'm sure... There are some people that are listening to this podcast today that listened to the old King and Ivy show back in the day. Uh, probably one of my most um, popular ventures. It was, uh, you know, had a, a lot of downloads on a weekly basis. And then, uh, you know, because time goes on and jobs change and life changes, um, the three of us that were on that show sort of split apart, not in a negative way, just in a, a time. And, you know, uh, somebody's had softball that took their entire life away and uh, all of that, how that goes 
shows. And then so uh, I got a message this week and we, we had been talking with them. So to some extent, some version of that show is going to come back and will be focused on fantasy football and betting lines and things like that. And then uh, mm. the, the concept of the Nor'easter sports cast was always to have guys from different regions and different areas uh, on the same show. And so um, Nor'easter is still alive with with Keith, our sports director. Uh, but now with the King and Ivy guys coming in, uh, it's going to be a, a lot of different views. And then we're going to have a, a flagship Podacy sports show that will feature everybody that has a show on the network or at least the next, you know, the first five shows. So you're going to get different flavors and different tastes. Back in the day on, I want to say WJFK, we did this where every morning, afternoon, and evening drive, and then after hours show had a producer. And that producer was always the call screener and, you know, kept timing and did all of that stuff. And then on Sundays, we did a show called The Producers. And all four producers of each of those shows had their own show on a Sunday. And it had more downloads ever than any any of the shows during the week singularly. Obviously, the total was higher for the weekly shows, but it was really cool. And, and that concept always uh, intrigued me. Right. Like, so how do we get Mm -hmm. sort of the piece of each one of these shows to bring it in as a weekly recap? And that's the plan for Podacy Sports. So uh, not to go too in depth on it, but yeah, it's going to be really exciting. It's starting to record this week and uh, it's going to be good. We're we're looking forward to it. Yeah. So stay tuned to Podacy um, Networks. A lot of exciting content coming down your way, including NerdPod. Of course. Uh, Obviously, that's our baby. So um, let's get to it, man. So I know last episode, a couple of weeks ago, we we covered some of the San Diego Comic-Con. And in this one, expect to hear more from it, including some new news that happened the last week. But uh, yeah, what's what's some of the – anything, you know, since we've talked uh, that jumped out at you? Yeah, so – it's a great question. And I went in and I looked at all like those micro announcements, like uh, whether they had added a season or added a villain. And my takeaway from the whole con, nothing changed for me from what, what we talked about last week it, or, yeah, uh, you know, I felt in, the same. in that show was that. Uh, it was very conservative. It was Comic-Con 10 years ago. Uh, there wasn't anything that I really want to draw over to this show other than we may have missed, uh, th- and this was big, uh, Johnny Depp melted down a bit and showed up in character for his, I don't know, Captain the, Gring- the Harry Potter. Gr- yeah, ha- Captain Gringledong Gr- or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Fantastic Beast, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, whatever that is, he showed up in character and... It was a really weird reception, and I think it was a really weird reception because his ex, who has you know, just uh, accused him of every horrible thing in the world um, in their marriage, was on the same stage nearly an hour before, and it was just weird. It was untimely, and he was very, very close to being booed off the stage, and from a guy who was you know, literally on top of the world, it was weird to see that happened. It was weird to, it was, it was a whole, the, he would have been better off just staying put, that, like staying home. That that's day. it. Like it, much better. Yeah. And he's been known, like he's been getting a little weird and showing up on the Disney rides. We've talked about that before. And, and so I, I think that he overplayed his hand here. He's not the star he used to be. And until this stuff flushes itself out with Amber Heard, who again, now she's on the rise. She's going to be in that, uh, what is it? Uh, Sons of Anarchy underwater movie. 
um, that's coming out. <laughs> she's going to be in that. And then, uh, so that's the thing. And, and so uh, she's on the rise. He's sort of on the downfall. And staying put would have been the thing. But other than that, I mean, James Gunn still dominating the news cycle as far as we're concerned. And that, mm. that, that was... Some interesting things coming out of that recently, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You're seeing that now Disney's back and talks about... They was like uh, originally the it kind of went from no way no how to now okay we'll we'll give you something in back in Marvel to now we're going to use your script with Guardians three to now maybe there's a part for you to be working in Guardians three so the, you see them slowly moving to I think the conclusion is going to be he's going to be back yeah and I, I hope that that's I, my I hope that's true and and. Uh, for personal reasons, whether or not, you know, I don't care. I think that I think the market drives the decisions. That's always what I've said. I said it about Roseanne and Chris Hardwick and whatever. So if you're if you're if Marvel can take the hit on I don't even know who's mad about this. I don't think anybody is. Maybe the Roseanne people are mad about it, it, it to make a point out of it. But I don't think anybody's protesting James Gunn right now because of, of silly tweets from 11 years ago. And I don't want to downplay things, whatever. But I think that if they make him sit up there, have a press conference and say, listen, I made a donation to these things. I did not mean him. It was a stand-up comedian. Even if he's done it in the past, it may be a big sweeping sort of apology announcement. And if they, it, it, it behooves them to let him back. I mean, Dave Bautista, uh, who plays um, Drax, has, yeah, has been, um, you know, more than vocal in saying he was going to ask out of his contract without James Gunn. Uh, as, as much as we love um, Taika Watiti, we love him and he, we thought he'd be a great replacement. Everybody wants James Gunn back for volume three. That's his baby. And, you know, I, I think that uh, you're right. Like, I, I, if they move towards that, I'm going to be really happy about it. And uh, unselfishly, I think a lot of good can come out of the dumb tweets than running running a guy out of town for no good reason. If, if he comes out, you know, had Ray Rice made that kind of announcement, like, or, or just came out and he just didn't do the right things right away. I think this is an opportunity for uh, for Gunn to do that. I think a lot of good can come of it. So that's my point. I hope we're, we're, we're going to, you know, stay on top of it. Uh, but I, wouldn't you rather see that? I mean, I, that's a, a fair question, right? Like something positive come, make him make a donation, make him, do, you know, volunteer his time, something like that. And then, and then he gets to mm-hmm. come back. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think off the side, because we try, obviously we try to tread the line in the middle here, but I felt that the while his jokes were really bad and poor taste and for them to come out while he's working at Disney, a family company who has their own history going through time, right. With racism and, and that kind of sexism and things like that. Child labor. Um, yeah, it's going, I feel that this was, um, something that I wanted to see happen where he comes back. And I think you're, you knock it on the head if they were to make a big announcement for him to make his way back into the Guardians world. Um, having that type of public, and I'm sure he would want to do that. He seems to be saying that on all in his interviews that this was something that was classless. I've already apologized for it. But if he comes out and makes some sort of big gesture of like, I'm going to donate to abused children or this charity or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, only good can come out of this. It's a big teaching moment, um, I think. Uh, and you're right. You said it earlier. I think the people who are kind of mad about this are perhaps the Roseanne people. But the difference mm. is, is she's fighting it and he's accepting it. Right. That's exactly right. So 
to be determined. Uh, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on on that um, throughout the course of the week. So that was that. Those were the big takeaways, right? For uh, mm-hmm. for Comic Con, I, I think we can move on in saying that hopefully. Uh, Comic-Con has simmered down a bit, and now uh, it's it's allowing for uh, maybe smaller, not-so-crazy IP uh, to get its day in the sun, and that's what I really hope is happening. So, uh, great, great cool. con altogether, but uh, we've got a lot to cover, so let's get out of Comic-Con and right into the rest. Yeah, man. Uh, so... Idris Alba, um, he is again topping the list for Bond, right? This has been a rumor that's going on for a while now. Yep, for sure. Right? Yep, yep. And did uh, you see that he, uh, he he put out a message that don't believe the rumors kind of thing? Uh, I I saw that before, um, mm-hmm. but but it seems that he he does that, right? Like he. Uh, you have to, right? Yeah, I think you you have to tow that. I seem line. to remember Daniel Craig doing similar things oh, for back sure. before he was announced. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> so. sure. So, uh, I think uh, they're just saying, "Hey, we want to keep this under wraps. Make sure that you you know deny, deny, deny." Uh, he's perfect, and you know whether you oh, go back to be awesome. Yeah, the Stringer Bell days of The Wire, or um, you know his Marvel days, or even Star Trek he did recently. I mean, the guy's just uh, Luther on Netflix. He's just the guy's a rock star, and it's going to be great if he comes in. And um, I think it's I think it's time, um, just like Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes. It's time uh, to diversify Bond, man. Uh, agreed. And um, we have some great characters. We talked about this before. I mean, Indiana Jones is a great American character that could have taken on uh, different identities. I think Jason Bourne is also another one that could um, really take on a different form. And that I think that would be cool uh, because those are strong, strong characters. And um yeah, I, I think I, I'm all for it. You? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm. I've never been an enormous Bond fan. My younger brother is. He's all the movies. Every movie that comes out, he's got it either like on DVD or, or download or whatever. He watches them every year. Um, so he's a huge fan, and I'm less of a fan. But I love the, especially. I don't know. I'm not the biggest. Like middle of the Bond movies, like the Roger Moore movies, yeah, the Dalton movies I liked, some of the Brosnan's ones I hated, but the Daniel Craig movies were great, and I think this is a, a huge step in the right direction. And it, it's it's where I think you just mentioned like uh, Indiana Jones, like it's it's kind of late now to try to replace him, right? Because yeah. his story his story has aged, his, his the character has aged. It would be a hard reboot. Where Bond, like, they were very fortunate early on with Con- uh, Sean... Um, Sean Connery, yeah. Sean Connery, <laughs> that they had recasted after, like, five, six movies. You know, they kept recasting a new Bond. So it becomes a thing, kind of like Doctor Who, right? If this character can live on forever with different actors' takes on it. I mean, do we ever get a point where there is a woman Bond? Yeah, I think so. I think you know? so. Um, I think that would be... A great uh, place to go. Uh, and I thought they were talking about it for a little while. I mean, they were talking about Gillian Anderson. And um, so mm-hmm. I, I personally love the movies. Um, I'm a sort of a, a Bond, um, especially the villains. They've done a, a great job over the years. And so um, I'm all mm-hmm. for um, divers- diversifying that role, however it looks. And uh, this would be a first great step because I'm a huge Idris Alba guy. always have been. Um, I mean, Stringer Bell... Uh, one of the greatest anti-heroes in 
television history where you love to hate him and love to love him and hated hating him and all just all of the above so much emotions tied to that character so uh he would do it perfectly uh he's a gentleman and he i think he's playing it cool right now that's what i think very cool i'm on i'm on board so um gal gadot revealed today that she's voicing the character Shank in the upcoming Disney movie uh, that's coming out over Thanksgiving, which is, I love the original one, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yep, so Wreck-It Ralph 2. I think we talked about this. Yes. And, and I said that, you know, this felt like Ready Player One 2, right? Like that, Or, or, or this was the better mm-hmm. version of Ready Player One that we were looking for. I guess she's going to be uh, a serious race car driver uh, and and or serious racer is, is what okay. I saw in the description. So I really think it's a clever movie. I think it's going to be great. Timing is perfect. It's going to be that winter Christmas blockbuster. Uh, might even hurt our buddy uh, Scott Mosier's Grinch uh, because it's coming around the same time, I think. Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, tough if you're up against record or Ralph Breaks the Internet. But uh, I think it, it, it looks really great, and she's hot right now. I mean, I think they're... They're even um, they're talking to her now, Gal Gadot, about um, playing different roles like um, know, like old Tippy Hedren type old, you know, like mm. those all those Very movies cool. and yeah. So uh, I, I think she's definitely on the rise and. You know, she's the kind of person. I don't think she needs to get typecast in that Wonder Woman movie. I don't. Uh, no, I think she could, she's going to be careful not to. She, that's right. She could, but she doesn't need to. So, um, and she's going to the enemy, right? I know. <laughs> At least from a DC's yeah. point of view. I know. So really interesting, especially after the merger happened. So uh, we'll look out for that. That'll be cool. I think that's going to be a fun movie. I think, uh, you know, that's going to be definitely the competition, uh, Grammy, what not Grammy, uh, Oscar wise for Oscar. animated. Yeah. Um, so, it's, you know, that'll go against um, uh, uh, Incredibles 2. I think those two will be head up for a lot of things uh, as long as they get in before the deadline, which they should. So uh, I don't see how that movie gets pushed out past uh Christmas. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, I'm excited about it. So uh, another thing I was pretty excited about is Bosch five season five is starting to shoot. Uh, Actually, it started to shoot already. We're we're a couple weeks in already. Um, You, you, you added the Ryan Hurst was added to the cast. Mm. I I didn't even see that. Yeah, It's so he's been, uh, I guess in the actual sons of anarchy, not the sons of anarchy underwater. Uh, the, he, he was, he played a big role in that. And, uh, uh, that's how I will not address that movie by any other way. Just so you know, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah. So he, he's been really popular as sort of a, a tough guy villain. And I know you'd recognize him if you saw him. So I think they're bringing him in as the, uh, the staple season five uh, villain. So that'll be really good. And Great. we, I, we love Titus Welliver. We love, we fought, we both follow his tweets. We've gotten some reaction from him based on some of our content. And when I say we, I mean you exclusively. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm a huge fanboy for Connolly and, and his book. So yeah, yeah. really cool. And, uh, it's yeah. good stuff. And, uh, you know what I was thinking? Um, and I'm going to do this on Instagram this week. This is a, a really good preview for this. I think that Titus, I think we start a campaign here at NerdPod to make Titus Welliver the first Doctor Doom from uh, Fantastic Ooh. Four. I think that'd be sick. <laughs> I think he would be a great 
Doom. I really do. I think he's the perfect guy. He plays a tough guy well. He's anti-hero. He's all those things. So uh, this week, I wanted to take that the, those casts. I wanted to take, and you saw that I started with Submariner and Silver Surfer, and I am going to mm-hmm. continue to uh, introduce some of the characters that are going to be coming over to Marvel Studios, but I would absolutely love to see them say, uh, yes, by the way, we threw a, a pile of money at Hugh Jackman. He's coming back to do a Deadpool movie. And then, by the way, we cast uh, Titus Welliver as our first Doom when we do the finally the right version of the Fantastic Four. So that that it's going to be hashtag Welliver Doom. That's going to be our hashtag. So I all right, let's do we're it. Gonna, we're going to rock and roll. We're going to make that a thing. All right, fans, you heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> let's make that happen. I love it. Um, on the subject of Conley, though, I don't know if you caught this on Friday night. NBC, they have their show Dateline, and yep. I never watch it, but just happened Michael Connolly was on it, and they're doing a, a very big piece about him and his, you know, his books because he's got a new book coming out. Um, it was cool. The interview was conducted in the Bosch house from the show, like where he lives in the the glass house overlooking L.A. Yep. Um, but he's you know he's plugging his new book. It's coming out in end of October, Dark Sacred Night. Um, and it was cool because we, we've talked about this and the reason why we kind of get hooked into the show so quickly is the realism behind it. And right. It just it feels like you're not watching just another cop drama, but it's actually a really well driven story with fantastic characters who are rooted deeply in realism. Um, and he kind of pulled back the curtain. Michael did and showed that he works with like actual LA detectives on the show and, and for his books. And, you know, they, they were interviewing two in particular, uh, a man and a woman, and they both have been in the show, which is kind of cool. He'll cast them in to be you know, extras, but they'll have speaking parts, right? Um, so the new book is featuring a newer character that it seems to be going to be getting her own arc, or if not taking over at, as Bosch kind of fades into the sunset. Because um, at least in the books, he's about 20 years old or 10 years older or so than he is in the show. Yeah. Um, and the new character's name is Renee Ballard. And what's cool is this character, Renee Ballard, is based off of one of the detectives that he works with. So, And this woman was completely blown away that this was what's going on for Michael's uh, book, that she was the, the basis for the character. So that's really cool. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it's awesome like, to, to see that, and he was, you know, if you can find it, I know you can watch uh, on NBC's app or whatever the old episodes. It's cool because he, he goes to the the different places they shoot at. They have a complete replica of the Hollywood um, uh, detectives' office or whatever you know the station. Um, it, it's pretty sweet, so I recommend it. It's cool if you're a fan of the show, fan of the books. It's a great interview with Michael Connolly, and he doesn't have a lot of those out there that he does because he's so I mean he writes a book a year I didn't realize that yeah he's got about 25 years straight of books so it's really funny that you you bring all this up um because I always wondered what what it was about Bosch that separated from say every law and order or procedural cop drama and you just described the wire um because those guys um 
that created The Wire, uh, David uh, Simon and Ed Burns, I want to say, are those two guys. Um, they did. They mm-hmm. also did Treme. And they did the exa- exactly what you're talking about. So they would take guys from Baltimore homicide. And so they would take drug kingpins, well-known form that have already served their time and were deep in the game in Baltimore. And he would cast them as police on the show and vice versa. He would take cops and make them bad guys or take the radio uh, guy from Baltimore that was so critical of police and make him the commissioner of the police like that. He did stuff like that. And but more importantly, he was using them to get the real insight and tell the story of the things that had happened in Baltimore. And I think that's what made the difference on that show. So as you're telling me that, uh, you know, he's that deep in and he's working with them and casting him in the show, uh, that's why that show is so great. And the, the comparisons between those two shows now that I think about them, uh, it feels more real. It feels like you're you're there. It feels like the characters have real depth and grit. And uh, I love that show. So I will definitely... I didn't know. Uh, I did know that Ryan Hurst is going to be the villain, but I did not know that this state line thing existed. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. So that's really cool. I think this is technically Week in Geek now, right? Like I think we. Oh yeah, we, we kind of went right into <laughs> it. <laughs> I know we're we're sort of um, blending this week, but uh, and we are on a. This will be a shorter show. This won't be a supersize, but we do have a supersize coming. Uh, but yes, this is uh, Das Week in Geek. And not brought to you by anybody, but I just wanted to say the words Week and Geek, maybe. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> for, for, first update, Caleb still hasn't seen Inception. So that's always news number one. Um, probably one I of the started watching it told, and then I, and, I got pulled away. And yeah, so <laughs> uh, he's he, last we heard, he was waiting for the uh, as seen on TV version. And guess what? If I find it uh, and they actually did one, I'm going to make him watch it. So uh, and, and hold him to his words. So uh, anyhow, <laughs> yes. So in the vein of Castle Rock, that is crushing it right now on Hulu and uh, similar stars and definitely uh, the same vibe. You were set at shooting for it. Part two began this week. Yep. So Bill Hader and Jessica Chastain both seen on set this week. Uh, and actually, they had the kids there, too. So I thought that was interesting. They must be filming. There'll be flashbacks for sure. Yeah, flashbacks. Um, and Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, you know, they're following the same lines, obviously, of the of the miniseries. But that's exciting, man. I, uh, I'm i bought in. They got me. They got me on Castle Rock. They got me on it. I'm all the way Castle in. Castle Rock. Did you watch the last episode? I haven't yet. No, no, no. I, okay. I have a couple of other things to catch up on, but that is on my they're, list they're so. Today. And if you guys are not watching Castle Rock, if you're at all a fan of Stephen King, first off, you should be watching it. But even people who aren't, uh, like my fiance is not, and she's loving it. Um, so it's a great show. But there was, uh, in this last episode, I think it's number four or five, five, I think, um, there is a, a reference that I want, I'm wondering if you're going to pick up, and that's all I'll say okay. about okay. it. Okay, um, I'm in. I'll check. I started I'll rereading it, it uh, by the way. I started rereading it, the book, nice. It, nice. <laughs> uh, Audible, and it's, I, I forgot how different it is from what we've seen on the TV and also the movies, uh, because it weaves, like, instead of, like, we have two chapters for the movie, right? You have the, and the same for the show, you have your, the, the the young part of the uh, the characters and the older part of the characters, where this one is, it's weaved in and out. Right, 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 right. And I had forgotten that is why it, it has uh, Stephen King wrote it, and 
I'm, I'm, I'll wait until after I see chapter two next year, but I'm going to be curious if there is ever going to, could be possibly a cut that's cut along the same timeline the book goes back and forth. Yeah, that's possible. Because it, it, it's really, really cool. And um, by the way, a little plug here for Audible. You've got to be listening to these things on Audible, man. It is so good. Steven Weber from Wings. Mm. Remember that show? Yeah, like he's the narrator of this. Yep, it really good. And I had just listened to Pet Cemetery, which was narrated by uh, Michael C. Hall from Dexter. Nice. Yep, yeah, six feet it, under. That yep. was amazing too. So, uh, Audible's really at least the the productions that are coming into Audible are really stepping their games up. So if you're not listening, if you're doing a long commute, you're doing yourself a disservice. Download Audible. I mean. Obviously, listen to NerdPod first, but then download Audible and, and uh, listen to some books, too. They're, they're, it's a great way to get content quickly. Yeah, I love Audible. Um, you get whatever, that one free book a month with that subscription. Then you could, yeah, of the course, one credit add, a month. Yeah, credit a month. You, you add more. But, you know, you brought up a great point that I did not have in the notes for Week in Geek this week. That uh, uh, Did you see this week that it's a possibility that uh, Lucasfilm and Disney could be moving towards the Harry Potter treatment for a- episode nine? I don't know if you heard this, but... I did see that, yeah. Yeah, so that... Nine in two parts. In nine which I was two parts. Okay. Yeah. Well, my gut is saying, why don't you just make nine and ten? It doesn't have to be a trilogy. <laughs> right. It doesn't have to be, but it does button it up nicely. Um, I don't know. You're right. I mean, it, it, if that's what they want to do, they haven't made that decision yet, but that was just a little caveat that it would be interesting if they did that. But be, And I think here's, here's the other thing, is that if you don't need to do nine and ten, you can leave it on a hard cliffhanger if you do episode nine, part one and two. And... I, I think that if you have them stand alone, you can't. And and that may be, I don't know, but I, I, Infinity War was supposed to be part one and two originally. Mm-hmm. And they, they pulled away from it because they want a deeper storyline. But think about had that been, had what we saw been a, uh, a cutoff point or, a, a, you know, it would have been, it would have been interesting, uh, but it would have had a different feel to it. So I do think that, it could impact the storyline, and they may leave it somewhere. Um, obviously, Rumor Mill is uh, hitting hard on Ray's parents right now. I mean, that's the biggest sort of uh, what's left out there. Uh, the MacGuffin people... that's left out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Who I, the parents are. Yeah, and I think that at the end we're going to see, um, you know, that, that, that it wasn't, you know, I don't know exactly what we'll see, but I think that, that it will be. It will be present. So again, that wasn't on the. Um, so speaking of in, speaking of Infinity War, um, that's on digital this week, right? Oh yeah, I've watched it like a dozen times. <laughs> such a good movie, man! It's just such a good movie, and it's it's. I watched it too, and it just doubles down my belief in the fact that um, uh, uh, Doctor Strange, you know, the 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 variables, and that's so important. And you know, when he says that he ran the scenario and went back in time and used the time stone and all that stuff. So um, I feel so confident and really excited about that movie. So um, not big, but some cool deleted scenes. Uh, I would spend the 20 bucks if I was anybody. I, I've been, I did the director's commentary, which I don't always do, and with the Russo brothers. And really, it's a quality track, too. So that it, everything about that digital release, and I'm sure the DVD with the same, the, the Blu-ray, um, it's worth the 20 bucks. It's worth the full price. Um I've watched this thing probably, I'm not kidding, at least 10 times since I've gotten it. Yeah. I had a, a flight out to San Diego or Santa Barbara and back, you know, um, so I definitely watched it while I was out there doing nothing for, you know, you know when I was there for work. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
it's such a good movie, man. So <laughs> I know it really is. Um, and, and I actually probably watch it again today after I get this fish smell off me. So, uh, uh, so good. In fact, you know what? I was just thinking this. I don't think this made it into the week in geek news either. This is such a big movie that I think, um, that's part of the reason the Academy Awards added their new, uh, I know category. That, new, that new category. I agree. And you see, it's funny when you texted me, you're like, this is the Marvel category. And I, I do. It's the Marvel and Star Wars <laughs> category. It is. Um, DC will never find its way in there. And I don't even feel bad about it. Um, you know, whatever. Give them the What is it gold. called? Uh, the pop cat popular or pop, pop yeah, category? Popular, popular yeah. film. Uh, Achievement in popular film, um, which is great. Okay, so okay. I, I think it's I think it's fine. <laughs> Whatever, um, Oscars. Yeah, exactly. So, well, they just know. You know, nobody sees all those movies. Nobody sees Moonlight and you know the Giving Tree or the Tree of My Whatever. I don't know. So, and I understand, <laughs> right? Like that. So, so they want to make it more watchable. Make it three hours, and you know, throw a couple of pop categories in there. We'll just turn it into, you know, the entertainment section at Walmart. It's fine. Um, so. Uh, hey, did you see, did you watch, uh, do you watch Orange is the New Black? I watched the first three seasons or so. So they, they added this character, I think maybe in season four. Uh, and I forget even, her name may have been Ruby in the show, uh, but it's Ruby Rose. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Yep, she, she, she was definitely she, in the episodes I watched of her. Yeah, she Tattoos was. Tattoos and, and everything. Yep. Yeah, she was great. And Australian. People, yeah, people really, really liked her. Um, and she, that show sort of springboarded her. And now I think this is a perfect casting. Uh, they've cast her now in the Arrowverse as Batgirl. Mm, um, awesome. Right? So bring her in uh, into Oliver Queen's world. And uh, they, so they're going to start her in the Arrowverse, but absolutely expected to be a solo series that lives on the CW and you know listen we do a lot of talking about Kevin Feige and about Marvel uh, we bash DC films a lot they have carved out their niche with that Vancouver group in that group of shows uh, Bat, uh, I'm sorry uh, Arrow Flash and Supergirl if they add this as a fourth uh, I know they have a couple of other uh, properties, but this could be, they're doing a really great job there with the IP and keeping their base locked in. That's a good nerd base of, of, of fans and followers, and they're doing a great job. So this is a really, really smart move, and I give them a lot of credit for this. I'll watch this. I, I, I don't know about you. I will. I Yeah, I was going to ask if you were watching these CW shows, because I haven't. Um, I've, I've always... Stay clear of them. Um, yeah, it never did it for me. But the everyone keeps saying they're they're great. So uh, for for the original, you know, you know, I'm I've always been very anti DC, and 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 it's just because of who we are, right? Like that's who we are as people. We're we're territorial. We root for laundry. Like you could literally have a player on the Red Sox one year and then be on the Yankees next year. And they, people around here loved him this year. And, and I'm guilty of it too. So DC has always just been second best for me. And so, mm-hmm. but, but I will say, you know, I've, I always bring up my knee surgeries. That was one of those uh, situations where I was laid up. It was on Netflix. Uh, I caught season one of Arrow and it just it roped me and it dragged me in and I really 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 enjoyed it and I've sort of followed along now. Jay Jay Muse, who I follow closely, is a huge fan of those comics. Now I've never gone back to the to the IP. I've never gone back to the source material. Uh, really, I mean, I understand 
all of them. I know the storylines. I know the references. But I, I'm not tied to like that shark character that they all love. And I just have no emotional attachment to them. But I know that the effects are cool. And if you're not watching anything, I mean, it's not, you're not watching Daredevil or, um, you know, you're not watching a Marvel show on Netflix. It's not to that level of quality. But it is worth the time uh, if you're just kicking around. If you've got time to kill, um, it's really like they, they're very soap opera-ish. Um, it's not highbrow. Um, you're not learning a lot, but 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 still entertaining storylines are good. And it does follow, mm. it follows the source material really, really well. So there's some value to those shows for sure. For sure. Cool. Yeah. On the uh, subject of TV, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw this or were a fan. First of all, let me, were you a fan of The Next Generation? Uh, no. I mean, I... I I, I knew it and I liked it that you could just throw an episode on and follow it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't need it didn't need to be uh, follow the storyline. I've always said that, but uh, I've never been a fan of it um, until J.J. Okay. Abrams. I mean, J.J. Abrams came when he rebooted. I became a fan, uh, but no, not yeah. a big fan. OK, um, I don't know if you saw this, but Patrick Stewart. Oh. Uh, is, uh, I did see uh, that. Patrick Stewart is back as uh, Picard. I know. Uh, I loved how a, they did it too. Did you see it? Yeah. No, no, I didn't see him, see anything of it. I just read it. Yeah. So he was. They were at a con and they were talking about the, the new television properties and uh, completely unexpected because it was a, it was a con similar to the con that you and I were at, um, where mm-hmm. it was there no small the, he, one. Yeah, small con, local. Um, and, and when Patrick Stewart came out from behind the thing to talk about it, how much he loved the character and how, how into it he was, um, I, I, it gave me the shit, gave me geek chills, you know, little nerd tear and I don't even love it. So I was, I was excited for the fans of that show. Yeah. I mean, first off, he's just an incredible talent. Um, Patrick Stewart is, and he's ageless, right? I mean, he could do a prequel. He could do... A sequel to it, uh, you know, post yeah, the post. movies. Yep, you're right. He looks the same. He does. I know. Um, he could be cast either way, and 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 he'd know if little CGI helped to to make him look younger. And he's such a fantastic actor, and such a. I mean, I think on a personal level, obviously we don't know him personally, but everything you see and read and and see about him online or through social media, he seems like just a great person. Um, giving in a lot of heart. So really happy to see him do this. It's, it's definitely a fan thing. Um, I mean, he doesn't need to do it. He doesn't need the money, but I think he just adores the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he does. And I think um, it's exciting. And, and I love when people get to go back to their source. They're, they're, they're the thing that made them great. And he, he obviously is Professor X forever, as bad as some of those movies were. But for, mm-hmm. for everybody, I mean, it, how about that? that? That's a guy that could have easily been typecast for the rest of his life as Picard. And now half of the world probably sees him as Xavier and not Picard. So I think it's really cool. Um, it's mm-hmm. been, what, 16, 15, 16 years since he last um, uh, wore the Jean-Luc. Star Trek. Yeah, did anything with yeah. them. So I think it's fun, right? I think I think you're right. I think he is ageless and... Uh, Listen, I, there's so much content out there that I, I don't know that I can buy in completely um, and say that I'm going to watch this without question. I mean, there's still I still haven't seen um, the last few episodes of Luke Cage and, you know, it took me forever to get to Jessica Jones. And those those properties are way up on my list. And I know they are in yours, too. And it just 
you know, between doing this show and policy politics and our regular jobs and wives and all that stuff, it's so hard. But I, uh, I guess I'm going to put this in the category of I'm really happy for the fan base and happy for him, right? So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's only a good thing for 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 nerd nerd them out there. I agree, but on on the TV world. Some, dude, you know I love fresh content. You know I love fresh fresh ideas. So mm-hmm. this week, uh, the a trailer came out. I didn't even know that they were making this. I have no tie. I have no idea where the source material even came from. But Netflix showed, and I don't know if you saw this, the trailer to Maniac with- No, uh, I haven't seen this. Oh my goodness, dude. You have to go in. Now- I am a fan of the Matrix, huge mega fan of the Matrix and a huge fan of Inception. Both of those things are sort of pulling the wool over your eyes and using your mind and your brain to work against your work for you. And that's what this looks like. I I don't want to give it away and there's not much to give away, but it looks really, really cool. It had Justin Thoreau as sort of the antagonist. Um, you know, he was from that Rapture television show, the whatever, The Leftovers. He was married to Jennifer Aniston. I know you'd know him if you saw him. He's more famous for mm-hmm. being a producer than a, than an actor, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. And um, and Jonah Hill is back to being really thin. And uh, apparently there's this is treatment for people that are mentally not unstable. And this is supposed to cure people that are mentally unstable, this, this program. And so it's a mini series, which I found really interesting that they got, um, they got Emma Stone and Jonah Hill to do. Uh, but if you watch the trailer and I, and I'll follow up with this with you next week after you watch mm-hmm. it, they made Emma Stone look like Margot Robbie. And it looks like, almost that they wanted Margot Robbie and they and they made her like you can't tell the difference you can't you don't know who you're looking at in a couple of really? scenes where you're like wow right. she she really and they did it on purpose they very much did it on purpose in my opinion but I want to see if you feel that way too be really All right, um, I'll check it out yeah yeah and so that's a Netflix thing then across town uh, at Hulu I don't know if you were a big less than zero guy uh, but no. you know, that old Robert Downey Jr. movie from the 80s uh, ha- have you seen that movie or no I have not no so I usually uh, seen most of those 80s movies too I know so it's it's like a it's it's sort of a brat packy movie it's got James Spader uh, who plays the like rich kid antagonist and it's this quest of Robert Downey Jr and what's so interesting about it is that he it's sort of a tri- a tale of his own life because it's a young kid rich kid in the hills in California and he goes down this bad path of addiction to cocaine and heroin and there's a very famous thing that he has to do and the the song Hazy Shade of Winter from uh, the Bengals was the theme song to this movie they did that back in the 80s and um, so in any event this is going to be really cool less than zero in the similar, and we said that this was going to happen. Uh, once Cobra Kai happened, these sort of cult movies from the 80s were going to start getting series. So Hulu picked up a less than zero uh, show, and um, I, there's no names. I mean, I could read them off, but there's nobody that you'd recognize. Um, yeah. And, and so that's going to begin filming at the beginning part of 19. So those are two 
original pieces of, of content and material that I will absolutely go after. And I wanted to point them out because I thought it was, it was really great. So, um, what's up with, uh, with TV for you? Anything this week? So I noticed that, uh, I think you are a fan and I think most people I know are fans of always sunny in Philadelphia. Season 13 comes out next month, um, September. Nice. And, uh, there was, there was, talk that Glenn Howard and who plays Dennis was not going to be back. Well, sounds like that isn't true. It sounds like he's going to be a back he's going to be back for the majority of the season so the gang is back together. Uh very pumped about this. It's my favorite show on TV. Um, it just it gets me laughing every time I see it and although the humor can be very crass and you know, Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah. is what it is. It's if you look beyond the, the, the craftsmas and lowbrow humor, there's always something there that's a little smarter than th- your first pass at it. You know, it, it, there's always some sort of underlying social message, if you believe it or not, to their shows. You just got to dig through th- the lowbrow humor to find it. Um, so it's good that he's back. I'm happy the show's uh, still running strong. Um, and they're really in the driver's seat. Those, you know, that whole team. Their their shows are that they're their movies and shows that they're off doing on their own are, are very, if they're not average, they're above average quality. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the Mick, which was um, yeah, it got canceled. Uh, D's character. Yeah. You got canceled, but it, it was a show that I like to watch. But Dennis's show, um, Glenn Howard shows the AP mm. is mm. hilarious. It's on NBC, and it's such an. Uh, it's basically Dennis as an AP. Uh, teacher who um, it's Dennis. It, it he he just took the character and applied it to this show, and it's it plays so well to me. I love it, and I think it got picked up for another season or two. So that's great. That's funny, and it's great that he's back to this because um, you know Always Sunny's awesome, and it's great to have a show like this. Like if you think back to when we were kids, we had Married with Children, right? Yeah. That would be an equivalent show to Always Sunny. There was it was very lowbrow humor, but there was always something about it underneath it. If you just dug through the, the yeah, cornball yeah. stuff is not. I, um, I look at Always the, Sunny is that show. I agree, and I look at that show, and it's funny that you say married with children. I would almost say The Simpsons in the in the sense that I think you, mm-hmm. I think that show could run forever, and yeah. I don't think there's any reason to slow down. And I know they had talked about ending it after five or six, and then you know ending it after. And there's just no reason. The, the show's on the network. It's loved. It's beloved. It's not getting worse. It's getting better. It's rolling with the times. Mm-hmm. The Charlie they they evolve in characters so well that I hope that show's around for thirty years. I think it could be. It's one of those shows, mm-hmm. and I think once they cancel it and it's gone, it's going to be gone forever. It's not something I think you reboot or try to bring back so i hope they keep it going i'm glad that dennis is back <laughs> excuse me yeah yeah no so um cool man i really love that that's great news and that's all original content in terms of movies coach uh i don't know what you saw but i, I saw the new venom trailer and um i don't know what you thought of it but looking better uh it's still not high up on my list but from what we saw a couple months ago the new trailer give you better visuals of Venom uh, as a as the hole on the movie screen. And it looks, I think he looks good. I don't think he looks bad. Um, now, what do you think about uh, what you've seen so far? Dude, I think it looks really bad. I, I just... Oh, man. I'm not happy about it. I, I just don't think it looks good. I Nothing about it looks good to me. If they had that second teaser trailer looked okay... Yep. 
but then after that, dude, it it's just not like nothing about it is appealing. When they when they did the when they did the full Eddie Brock, um, you know, just I, it just no, not work, oh, not working for me not at for all, you. dude. Nope, not. I good. know they went from an R rating uh, down to a PG thirteen rating, so the studio is definitely scrambling. Sony's scrambling here. Because I think that the backlash against the first trailer, you know, people our age aren't interested in it. So they're like, oh, crap, we're going to lose uh, the audience we're shooting for. Now we have to lower the rating, which, you know, uh, you got to learn your lessons from Deadpool and Logan. Sometimes trust that your audience is going to be there. Uh, I think this was a big mistake. Uh, Venom is not a PG-13 character. Venom's a hard R rated character. If you read the comics, R. you'll know. Yep. Hard R. And that's just a bad sign altogether. It, whenever the studio starts monkeying around ratings, that means they're they're dumbing down the violence and the gore, which, listen, that's what this character is. Um, and you're going to turn away the, the fans of the character. And Venom is not someone for the faint of heart to begin with. So it's not a date movie. It's not like one of those movies like Deadpool had a, a heart to it that, like, you could bring your girlfriend or your wife and they would laugh along, you know? Yeah. Venom doesn't have that. It is. This is a a movie that's geared for, for, um, for males. It's geared for, for a certain type of male. It is a very segmented audience for this movie. Um, and I, I don't know if Sony was expecting, they should have expected it. It's not a secret. So, I'm pretty alarmed that they they're backing down this uh, the this movie down to a PG-13, and so not cool. Also, what was funny to me was Todd McFarland, uh, who is the creator. He's the daddy of Spawn or, or Venom and Spawn. Um, he took a still from the trailer and using his uh, you know his tablet or whatever, he redrew what Venom should look like if it was him doing it. And basically, what he did was. He made Venom look like he sh- he does in the comics. You know, we're splitting hairs at this point, but it just goes to show that I don't think they even brought him in on this. Oh no, certainly they didn't, and they should have. And th- that's mm-hmm. the sad part. And and I did. I love the redraw. I I'm not trying to be a jerk or be negative. It has nothing to do. Look, look at what they did with him last time. I love Topher Grace. I, I I don't know why, but you know he was in that Too Big to Fail movie. He was in. He's he's done a lot of good stuff. And that Black Klansman movie, by the way, that Spike Lee joint looks really yeah. really good. Um, looks that ridiculous. Has, yeah. yeah, it looks really really good. And you know that's not getting the national play. It was in. It it opened last night here and. In, in two showtimes in one movie theater at Providence Place. So um, really disappointing on that. But the, back to the original point, Topher Grace, who plays David Duke in that movie, is a phenomenal actor. And he, he was just the wrong cast for Venom. And I still think he might be a better cast than Hardy. Um, yeah, that's tough. Uh, Hardy, it's is, a, Hardy can it's, do a lot. And he can. He can do great, a lot with nothing. Yep. Um, but I just don't think they're doing him any... Any justice or, or serve, you know, I, I, and and I think that the animated Spider-Man that they have coming out into the Spider-Verse is going to be incredible. It looks so great. Mm. They should have have reserved that and and maybe even had him voice Venom. And I, I just think they're going down a bad path here. And nothing about the trailer makes me believe otherwise. So yeah, not great. If it was. 
Here's the deal, and this is my last point on it. If it was still an R rating, and the trailer is what we saw, I would be still interested in holding out hope. Because you can't show, it'd be like, yeah. you, know, you, you can't show the R-rated content on a, a, a green trailer, you uh, you know, only a red band yeah. trailer. And the fact that it got moved down in rating means that they're softening it. And that's, just, like I said, that's scary for this character. You can't soften Venom up. That's not good. It's not good. Mm. So, I'm, so I'm nervous. You have, uh, I saw some Top Gun news. Um yeah, so I do really excited about this movie. Like, I, I, it's up on the level of uh, Karate Kid, uh, you know, or Cobra Kai, uh, for me. And so I, I really liked Miles Teller, who they added um, uh, as Goose's son. Well, they added mm-hmm. Jennifer Connelly, right? And so I don't know if this is going to be the female love interest for Cruise. Um, I think that. I think that it makes sense. She obviously wouldn't be the female love interest for uh, Miles Teller. I can't imagine. Um, But there is another, I think, sort of star, like a younger version of Iceman that's going to be in there, too. So I don't know if she's going to be the flight instructor. They're obviously going to give Maverick some kind of love interest, I would imagine. And Kelly McGillis looks like she... I don't know, hit something really hard a bunch of times and then ate whatever she hit. Um, I it, She just doesn't look good. And that not that that, that, that should even be a standard, but um, you know how Hollywood is. They're just not going to cast her. I'm not even sure yeah. she'll get a cameo. Um, so uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of sad if they replace her with Jennifer Connelly for those purposes. This, this seemed like it had heart. Like the script does the everything feels like this could be a really good relaunch of this brand, like the complete opposite of what they did with Independence Day. They're doing correctly with this movie. Uh, So Jennifer Conley, great addition into Top Gun Maverick, which starts filming as soon as I think Tom Cruise needs to have um, surgery on that foot that he broke in Fallout. I don't know if you've seen that video, but it's pretty crazy. No, I haven't. Well, you know what? I did think I seen the video, but I haven't seen the movie. You did see the movie. I did, I did. But monstrous I, I movie. I heard, dude. It was so good. And but here's the other thing: is that to some extent, when you know superheroes, you have to take the leap, right? Like you have to take the leap that there's a serum that turns Captain America into a super soldier, right? Like there's sure. a leap there, and. Um, you know, you have to have faith that your audience is going to take the leap with you. And as the audience, you got to take the leap that uh, it's not believable. And and so that has always been the problem with Mission Impossible movies is that you have to, when you sit in that seat, you have to be willing to take the leap. And because there's such a stretch, it's such a stretch. Um, just like you said, there, there are points in early in the franchise with the Philip Seymour Hoffman movie, uh, number three or whatever, where it was just like, mm-hmm. it became completely not believable. And, and that's always what I found to be the problem with those movies. As much as I love them, I love them because I'm willing to sit down and just think things are cool. And there's a helicopter scene at the end with uh, with Cruz and and I won't say who the villain is, but because it's sort of a spoiler in the movie. But uh, a helicopter scene at the end where it's just the most absurd, ridiculous thing that you've ever seen. And it that scene alone prevented it from actually being the greatest action movie of all time, like a, that all people right. were saying. Um, you have to just be willing to accept that those things are going to happen because it's a Mission Impossible movie. Um, 
if you go, hey, that's so stupid, Captain America, this would never happen because no such serum exists. Like, of course you're gonna, you're not gonna do <laughs> then that. Why then, are you get, yeah, right. then why are you going to that movie? Then why do you go to that movie? So that's what I would say. When you, if you start with Rogue Nation, uh, which I hope that you do, uh, I'm going to, yeah. If, I'm, I, if you go in with, under those pretenses, like I know that I'm going to see some crazy stuff that would never happen. But on the flip side of that, I'm going to see Tom Cruise actually hold his breath for 280 seconds to do a scene. And he takes those movies, I think, more than any other movie seriously. He's a crazy pants with the religion thing and whatever. But he, when he gets into this guy, when he gets into Ethan Hunt, uh, special things happen, and especially from Rogue Nation to today. Uh, so absolutely a solid seven stars out of ten for me. Not the greatest awesome. action movie of all time, but a great storyline, a great movie, and go see it. You know, it, it, Start with Rogue Nation and go all the way through if you haven't. Will do. Hey, did you use your movie pass to go? I did. Yep, I did. You did? I did. Yep. Nice. Have you... Um when, so, have you gotten any updates from Movie Pass? Like that, because you're a member. I'm not. Uh, yep, like, I have did. Sent you any? Updates? I did. Yes, I got an update on Thursday. Was when I got my last update on um, my limitations of uh, three ninety nine. I'm sorry, three movies a month now. Um, yeah. And yep. Yeah, so it, that's it's and that, crazy. My my subscription went down from nineteen ninety nine to nine ninety nine. So so. Movie Pass, they're, they're, things aren't looking too good for them right now. Uh, they're unable to fill ticket. They, they what was happening was they couldn't f- fulfill the ticket orders. Yeah. They they just didn't have enough money to do it. The parent company's running out of cash. They're burning about, or well, they were burning about twenty million a uh, a month in cash, a month, yeah. and they only had about sixteen million dollars on hand. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, and remember, they have to pay the full price for those tickets. When when you go to go to Fallout and you're using Movie Pass, Movie Pass has to pay the twelve ninety nine or whatever it is mm-hmm. to get the movie for you, and you, you know, sprinkle that across however many of their subscribers, and they have to pay for that. Yeah. So exactly right. Movie Pass has limited the amount of movies you can go as a card holder. Three movies a month for nine ninety nine, which comes out to about three dollars and thirty cents a movie. And they're no longer raising the price, which I think we reported a couple episodes ago to fourteen ninety nine. That goes away, yeah, because they're limiting it so much um, on you. So obviously lowers the burn rate. But AMC's value, um, which is interesting, and this is I think what's pushing all this change as AMC came into the picture. Uh, Twenty bucks a month, you get twelve movies a month, which comes out to a dollar sixty per movie if you're using it to its fullest. As a movie pass holder, what's your feelings on this? I mean, it's still a good deal. No, it is. And you know, I'm, it's listen, still $3.30 I, a movie. I, f- I feel like it's um, – here's what sucks is that I gave a couple of those as uh, gifts, right? And mm-hmm. so now um, I feel gypped because I – paid for those i bought a gift card and paid full price and you know and and i'm not gonna get the expectation so that makes me really angry and uh the expectation but i also knew it was a startup i knew that it, it, it stunk what my real feelings is is that uh, they are magic cab 
you know, which is the company that was Uber before Uber. Um, I think that they are lighting the way for things like AMC. Um, and, and there's a couple of other announcements on, on subscription-based services that have happened this month. You can look into those if you want to. But yeah, I will. they're just paving the way, right? They're just paving the way mm-hmm. for this subscription. Everybody wants a piece of the subscription model. And now on the back of MoviePass imploding, uh, people are going to figure it out. And they're going to find uh, we're watching movies differently. And um, yep. we're, we're filling our day differently. And so I think it, it's an exploding sort of uh, industry or vertical. And I think that they're going to figure it out. Yeah, as soon as AMC or, or any company figures out the, the family pass for this thing, I'm bought yep. in. I oh, just don't sure. want to pay for it for myself and say, okay, but I have to pay full price for two you know, two other people with me. No, I want to use my AMC pass for my three passes at one time for all of us. Right, right. That's what I want to be able to And they, don't, they won't honor it that way. And I said, okay, until you do, I'm not doing it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Right, just give me my pass. Uh, you know, how does it matter? And they're banking on you, you not coming back, right? So yeah, that's what they're hoping. But I mean, what's the difference is here is when Movie Pass, I'm sure Showcase, National Amusements, and all of them are going to have their own uh, version of this. Because you're right, Movie Pass pushed everyone to this, right? Um, they all hold they hold all the cards. Those movie houses because they own the theater, they own the concessions. That right? Yep. So sure, I'm gonna. Take a loss at the movie ticket, but I'm going to gain everything else on the concessions. Damn right, and that's so. the it's a good model, and I think it'll work. They'll it's figure a great it out. model, yeah, yeah. So, so um, box office wise, I you know this this week. I mean, I know Fallout won its weeks a couple weeks in a row, but the Meg comes in forty four and a half million, overperforming from what I I, I gather. Yeah, yeah, I uh, a shark movie. I love shark <laughs> movies, right? Me too. They man. placed it. They placed it in the right direction, in the right place after Shark Week, and people are really interested in it. So I listen. All mm. that is a total Netflix special Saturday, rainy Saturday. That I think that so I, too. That I'm I'll, waiting on that. I'll, I'll pick that up. So uh, I think it's cool. I think it'll be fun. Um, so yeah, and 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 yet still, Fallout is still um, you know plugging along. I think. Uh, you know, that movie's going to stay slow and steady. Christopher Robin probably not doing as well as they thought they would. But, yeah. uh, but you know, I, I think that's, a fun, uh, again, a fun movie uh, that will fit into, like, uh, Finding Neverland and, you know, some mm-hmm. of those other real sweet, uh, sweet movies. So, uh, but we are gearing up uh, for uh, winter season. We're going to start previewing some of those movies. And, um yep. That's that's what I got for this week. Um, Me too, man. Yeah. Hey, so I had a, a fun question for you before we wrap up. Right? right. So the other night I was home um, and I was flipping past some channels like, you know, we all do. And I happened to stop on Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. And I couldn't look away, man. I just we saw that opening. <laughs> I think the opening day when it we came did. out yep. in the theater. And I was just I'm a huge Mad Max fan, number one. But that's a movie that, like, if I catch it, if I, I sometimes avoid it when I see it on the guide, I won't go to it. But if I'm flipping past it and I see it, I have to stop. So maybe start thinking, like, what movie for for you um, is that type of movie where if you're flipping through the channels, you know, take Marvel out of it, take Star Wars, take those, you know, Indiana Jones, those kind of movies out of it. Like, what other movie out there makes you stop in your tracks and say, oh, there goes the next hour? <laughs> Yeah, I have plenty of those. Um, probably too many. What's the of number those. one? Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, for Mad Max would be mine. But what what do you have? Like, what's 
don't know if you have a lot. Name two or three. Yeah, so I would say I always have to stop at uh, you know Matrix trilogy. Um, okay. Always, yep. So I know that you're not as big a fan. That that I actually put now that the canon has changed for uh, for Star Wars. I put sort of Marvel at one. I put the Matrix at one A, and I put the the Star Wars trilogy trilogy at at one B. All three mm-hmm. of those are incredible. Um, but listen, Ex Machina. Uh, I know that I've been pounding it for a while. I have watched it seven times in the last week. It's the movie I'm now falling asleep to, replacing uh, old old faithfuls like Fletch and Inception. Uh, that I fall asleep sure. to every single night, and now Ex Machina. If you haven't done it, um, I'm not going to go down the the road with you of Inception on this, but uh, you need to you need to do it. It's free right now. It's either on Netflix or Prime or one of the things that we have. Um, and I'll check I, it out. I, I think you need to. And you know, again, I'm not going all Nolan Inception on you, but I think you need to do it. You need to do it as soon as yeah. possible. No, hey, Nolan Bat stops me in my tracks every time. I don't care which one of the trilogy either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, always and, gets and, and me. Me too. No, I, I, I'm right with you. The Nolan Bats, um, uh, Gangs of New York, anything Scorsese. I mean, The Departed could get me that way. Um, Good, even uh, Goodfellas and uh, Godfather. Those movies. Yep, oh, Godfather especially, movies. man. Yep. I stop everything I'm doing. is like, okay, here goes the day. <laughs> yeah. And HBO, when they put the saga together, they did such a great job with that, man. The Godfather oh, saga was amazing. It was like seven hours, I think. Uh, seven hours, but it plays in, uh, in, in order. And it's just so good. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, those I'm done for. So I can't even flip past those on Netflix. I I can't flip past it. My wife goes, no, 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 stop. No. <laughs> and I'm like, not again. I know. I know, and she she actually we could we could spend days on what I can't play in the bedroom now, um, you know Kubrick anything Kubrick uh, Apocalypse Now, um, anything Coppola you know anything, uh, yeah the, all of those real hard I mean if Apocalypse Now comes on or Full Metal Jacket comes on, uh, both of those movies that are just instant for me, um, yeah so there's so many of them. And that's just being a movie junkie. But I know the feeling that you get, and I'll even watch those movies on with with the stupid dubs in them and the and the you know made for TV. I don't care. I'll just stop I know, and, and I have the movie like on my Apple movies or or on Blu-ray. Yep. But I'm like, yeah, but that's ten feet away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to <laughs> like gonna... p- press a whole bunch of stuff to get there. That's not good. I'd, I'd rather yeah. let me just watch the edited version with commercials. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly right. A thousand percent. So, all right, man. Well, listen, good show. Great show. It was, glad to, it was nice to be back. I wish we could go longer, but uh, I've got a ton of stuff in, in Coach's world today to handle, So, uh, and as, as do you. So uh, I'm going, actually, right now I'm going after a little Castle Rock uh, after mm-hmm. I get the fish smell off me, and then uh, it's going to be... Take a look at those comics I sent you, too. I, I, I will. Um, I have a bunch of comics that I, I shared with Coach to take a look at. To, I'm thinking about selling them, but maybe, maybe they're... Something yeah, I that wanna, you'd want. So no, but I want to make sure that you don't have something there. Um, there was a, there's a couple of so just 
as a tip off, there's a couple of variants in there that have errors on them. Um, and I just need to make sure, like I'm gonna have you check them uh, because if there's if there's some variant error covers, it, there's more in there than you think there is that I would never allow anybody to give you 200 for it if it's you know not or 300, whatever it is, uh, mm -hmm. if those variant covers are in there. So you might have a couple Sweet. of diamonds. I just wanna make sure that you don't before I, uh, I move on it. So um, that's it, man. Uh, great, great show. Man. Thank you very much. Thank you, listeners. Uh, again, podacy.com. Check out the other streams. We've got sports coming, uh, fantasy leagues, all that stuff. And all right, boys, let's close it down. All right, boys, let's close it down. Look at me, man. Can't you see that I'm dying? Look at you, man, doing all your work. You have been listening to NerdPod with Coach and K-Rock from Podacy Entertainment. Be sure to follow Coach and K-Rock to stay up to date on all upcoming NerdPods and Podacy programs on Instagram, which you can find them at Podacy, that's P-O-D-D-E-S-Y, on Twitter, which is at NerdPodacy, which is N-E-R-D-P-O-D-D-E-S-Y, and Facebook, they're at NerdPod.